0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians radio network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. everyone. Welcome to Guardian's Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Goodyear, Arizona and the Guardian Spring Training Complex as we bring you coverage from Goodyear and Spring Training now for the next month and a half as Spring Training is in full swing. The full squad officially started earlier this week but being around camp this week, you find out that really the full squad has been here for a couple of weeks. Nobody waited until the official reporting date to show up, and that has been a big theme throughout camp this year so far, just how eager both pitchers and position players have been to get started with spring training and preparing for the 2024 season. Good show lined up for you today, and this will be the case throughout the spring. We're going to try and talk to as many players as possible. And coming up, In uh, this week's show, just a little bit, we'll visit with Austin Hedges, the veteran catcher back in the fold, and he is excited to be back. We will also visit with Tanner Bybee, who finished second in the American League Rookie of the Year balloting a year ago. What a season for him, and we'll talk to him about his plans for 2024. Also, a couple of relief pitchers will stop by, including newly acquired Scott Barlow, who figures to work the back end of the bullpen and one of the top lefty relievers in the game looking to take that next step, Sam Henches. He'll join us as well. So a good show lined up for you. And as promised, Austin Hedges joined us earlier this week. And uh, <laughs> he was gone for a year with a couple of other clubs a season ago, but still one of the funniest people that you'll ever meet and is expected to play a key role in the clubhouse, as he did back in the 2022 season when the Guardians reached the postseason. A year ago, he started with Pittsburgh, was picked up by Texas at the trade deadline, and for the first time in his career, he was part of a World Series champion as he was on the playoff roster for the Texas Rangers. Now that he's back in the fold, he says, it was a lot of fun coming to spring training and seeing familiar faces.
2: Just so many faces that that I care about that I missed so much, and now like I don't know. After being here for a handful of days in a row, it's like it it it, it feels like I might as well have played here last year. It's just it feels it feels like home.
1: You signed a contract back here. Who player wise, who were some of the first guys who reached out to say hi and maybe give you the business?
2: Uh, I mean, I I was the one to reach. I was like I had to text Quan and Naylor and Miles and Beaver. It was when Quantrill was still here and Tristan, like a lot of the guys that, that I was with that I was just texting them like, hey, we're back. We're back.
1: And when you look back at, at 2022, um, what made that team special? And, and I don't know if you can recreate that, but maybe some of the things that worked then could, could come back. Um, what made that team
2: so good? I definitely think it will come back. I think it was, uh, it was just guys buying into, into something bigger than them that they looked forward to doing on a daily basis um and it was just about it was about each other it was about winning with and for each other and we just didn't have anybody that was about themselves and when guys start uh, a lot of guys will start panicking when things aren't going real well but we just had a team that didn't panic about their own individual seasons because we were trying to do something different and how so you go out and win 90 plus games and win a division win a playoff round and you know, there's, there's no reason why this team right now isn't way better than that team. I think it is. So, whatever the world thinks we're going to be, we're just going to once again let them think that. And one day at a time, we're just going to go start winning, winning ballgames.
1: What makes you say that? That this team is better than, than that team in 22? Uh,
2: the guys, uh, there's enough young guys that were still proving themselves, I think, not not to the league, but to themselves, that they belonged in the big leagues. And now all those guys know in their hearts that they belong and that this is where they're going to be for a long time. And now when you kind of get that, you can start truly focusing on the one thing that matters, and that's winning a championship. And so I think now we have a lot of guys that have gotten past that threshold of like, ooh, I don't want to get sent down, you know, I want to stay in the big leagues. Where it's like, no, no, you're a big leaguer. You're going to be a big leaguer. Now now that we don't have to worry about that, we can go focus on winning and doing something special.
1: Austin Hedge is joining us. So you're back now. Last year, uh, two different teams, really opposite ends of the spectrum almost, but what a year. Um, when you look back on it, uh, as interesting and, and turned out to be as fun a year in baseball as you've had?
2: Oh uh, Yeah, the second half was a blast. Uh, there's nothing – I've never experienced anything in my life better than winning World Series or just a whole the whole playoff run was just as – I mean, you, you can't recreate those feelings. Uh, it's really special. Um, but the beginning of the year was tough. It was a grind it, things didn't go as well for me in Pittsburgh as I'd like them to. Um, it just probably, it, it didn't end up being the perfect fit, uh, to at least finish the season. Um, but I felt like I made a nice impact there and I developed some good relationships and I felt like I helped that pitching stuff out all. Um, I feel like I helped them out a lot. Um, so, but you know, once I got traded, um, it was kind of the the beginning of the role that I have now, where it's like teams seem to value me for some things I'm able to do off the field, and that's some of the things that I take the most pride in. And it's nice to, to, to have that now, to have earned um, enough teams' respect to to essentially pay me to, to do some things that that are that there isn't a, a statistic for. And, and I love that, and I'm just so grateful that uh, you know, a team like 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 the Guardians like values that enough to allow me to be here and because uh, this is where I want to be. So, what do you see your role as? At least at this point
1: in time, uh, it's not even season long way from starting yet. But uh, how do you see yourself fitting in here and and making as big an impact as you can?
2: I'm just uh, we got a lot of young guys, and I've been lucky enough to be in this league for a while, and I've learned a lot, and I've failed a lot, and succeeded a lot too, and through all of that time and experience i just i I have a lot to i i do a nice job of i I can realize when guys are uh uh when it's starting to get to them I, i i i now know what the look in the eyes looks like and uh i know how to communicate with them and give them some things that i know i needed back when when i was a young guy coming up and i had some some veteran guys pick me up and you know you know, just basically make, make remind me that everything's going to be all right. Like I don't need to feel this way. Um, and so that's that's one of the biggest parts of my role is to is to get the best out of everybody on a daily basis uh, and to and to give everybody that kind of time. Um, and it's something I, I, I care about a lot. So um, you know, obviously, like worked really hard this off season, so I can be a great baseball player. I want to go out and be you know have the best season of my life. But at the same time. Uh, there's a lot of things I'm going to be doing in the clubhouse and in our prep work and in our, our meetings um, to just make sure everybody's on the same page and thinking about the things that actually matter and not getting confused by things that we can't control.
1: You'll work with Bo Naylor, who is, is starting to come on as, as one of the, the best young catchers in the game. And you saw him when he first came to the major leagues, was up for a little bit that uh, back in 22. Um, what did you see then, and, and what do you think you're going to see now based on, on what he did last year?
2: Well, I mean, it's it's a more polished product for sure. Um, you know, your first year um, or even half year, whatever it was, of being the guy, being being out there, starting every day, getting every day at bats. Like it's it's a lot. It wears on you. It's a uh, it's not an easy job. Um, but everything that he got to learn last year, now coming in, knowing okay, hey, bro, you're breaking camp. You're the starter. You're the guy. He hasn't broken camp yet. That's a it's a big step for him. And so. I mean, and I was there once upon a time, so now part of my role is to help that transition so he remembers, you know, I'm the guy. I can freaking I can do this. I can lead this team, and um, that's what we need. We need him to do that, and we need him to do it in his way. Like, not not my way, not Luke Maley's way, his way. And that's the best way that we're going to go win ballgames. And so I'm going to do my best to just – help him be him and nobody else
1: just to finish up it's a deep pitching staff um but you had some success on the mound a year ago could could that as deep as the pitching staff is could there be a situation where you might have to come into a game and do you work on that in the offseason the pitching end of things
2: Well, I didn't work on it before, and I went out there and got a bunch of outs. So I said, nope, not working on it. My pitching ability is God-given. 52-mile-an-hour fastballs under the hitting speed. Voter told me if we're up by 12 runs, I might be able to get in there. Ideally, I'm not pitching this year because that usually means we're losing by a lot of runs. So I hope it's all uh, games that we're up by about 20 runs, and then I can come in and save the bullpen.
1: Austin Hedges is back in town, folks. Thank you. Thank you. That is Austin Hedges. He is a beauty, and he will provide a real positive influence in that clubhouse and as you can tell by his interview he is embracing that role as camp begins here in Goodyear stay with us when we come back we will hear from Scott Barlow one of the new relief pitchers for the Guardians he comes over from the San Diego Padres but a longtime Kansas City Royal and we'll talk to him about that when we return after this on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians radio network
0: I wish I was a better golfer. Four is an odd word to yell. Whoa, where'd you come from? It's me, Flo, and I'm here to grant your wish of Progressive taking $50 off your deductibles. Just choose the deductible savings bank feature and finish a policy period without filing a claim or having a driving violation. Great, but um, what about my golf swing? Oh, I just do insurance. Sorry. Sign up for Progressive
1: and opt into more savings. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Not available in all states
2: or situations.
1: Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Goodyear, Arizona, where the weather has been terrific and the Guardians are going through their paces. They'll play their first spring game today. A little bit later on, if you're tuned to this, on the radio network, the Guardians and Cincinnati Reds playing at 3.05 Eastern time. We'll have it for you on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians radio network. So hope you can join us for that. Hammy will have the first pitch right around 3.05. Should be a lot of fun Uh, what is shaping up to be another beautiful day in the desert. Part of the roster heading into spring training and figures to be a big key in the back end of the bullpen is Scott Barlow, the hard-throwing right-hander, longtime Kansas City Royal, who has uh, been a closer for much of his major league career. In fact, a career-best 24 saves for Barlow back in the 2022 season. Last year, at the trade deadline, picked up by San Diego and was a key for the Padres down the stretch. And he was picked up in a trade with San Diego in exchange for Angel de los Santos as uh, the Guardians and Padres pulled off that deal in late November. And Barlow says that he's happy to be on this side of things after facing Cleveland so often as a member of Kansas
0: City, and it wasn't always easy. Every time I looked at the schedule and saw Cleveland, it was you knew you were going to be in for a fight. You know, the the, the way that they controlled the strike zone and then, um, just being able to do, you know, the little things right, whether it's, you know, hitting the ball the other way or, you know, drawing walks and then, you know, then the stolen bases. And then you just you just had to have like your A game every time you, 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 you came into Cleveland. So when, when you're traded to a, a
1: new team and I know it hasn't happened very often in your career, but now a couple of times here in, in the last calendar year, what's most important to you? What are you looking at when you arrive here in Cleveland to help you be the best you can be?
0: Yeah, I mean, just getting to meet the guys. You know, I got to go to uh, Guards Fest early, and you kind of get, you know, intro to the guys, and everybody's just super welcoming and, um, you know, just wanting to introduce themselves and then uh, coming here and then kind of, you know, building those, you know, team relationships and, um, you know, being able to, you know, try to help any way I can, with it, whether it be from my own personal experiences. If, you know, guys have questions, you know, Jeeps being as open as I can be. Um But yeah, just, um, you know, just coming in, working hard and, um, you know, just improving on my game. And when you
1: talk about improvements, a a new set of eyes now gets to look at you. Um, How does that work? Are you seeking um, feedback from them or or do they offer that and and how does that work?
0: Oh, I mean, I'm a person that is so open minded of, you know, feedback, especially like if, you know, I'm try to, you know, ask questions as much as I can, whether it be with fellow players or you know coaching staff and um just from experience of seeing the guys that cleveland has developed over the years and a lot of homegrown guys that have a lot of success um you know trying to ask as many questions as i can um you know just because as a pitcher you know you're never a finished product and you know if there's one little key thing that someone says that just really resonates you know that can be the difference of you know a good or a bad season really but um you know, just trying to be as open-minded as I can and ask and and, and watch and observe. And when you look at at trying to
1: make improvements this year or or things that you'd like to work on, anything specific that that you're looking at here during the spring to to get yourself ready?
0: Yeah, you know, I I think towards the end of last year, um, I threw a lot more two-seams, and that's something I kind of want to continue to work on. Um, You know, I want to be able to, you know, locate that pitch, you know, righties and lefties, whether it's in or out or up, um, you know, that's kind of one thing that I really want to hone in on. And then same with the slider, kind of change the slider grip a little bit. Um, and, you know, just trying to dial that in as much as possible. Spring training uh, means different things to, to
1: different players for sure. Um, you have a unique setup that you've had working well for you for several years. Uh, tell us about your living situation in the spring.
0: Yeah, so for spring training the past couple of years, and even in earlier in my career during season, we had a, a fifth-wheel camper. Um, and just with you know trying to find a new apartment or, or or a house every year it's it's usually pretty hectic and you know when you know there's a waste management or sometimes a super bowl going on out here you know housing is almost impossible to find but uh we found the camper uh works perfectly for us we know we're out kind of a little bit far but you know there's not there's no traffic you're kind of in the middle of nature you get to i get to have a an awesome drive every morning you get to see the sunset and the hot air balloons and um you know it's just a uh, super peaceful during spring and uh yeah it's it's been awesome and as you make that drive to to year
1: you're coming to a, t- a team that has had success recently coming off a year that that was disappointing for sure but um how do you see it early on here in the spring in terms of potential for this ball club to do some damage
0: oh yeah i mean from what i've seen the energy's been awesome um you know with the new manager and and uh you know some of the new coaches and everything you know th- I think, you know, you can almost, you know, feel the energy that they kind of – they want to have, like, the aura that they want, and it seems like guys are picking up on that really quick. And even in practice, I mean, usually it's, you know, the first couple days, you know, it's kind of taking it slow, and, you know, you're seeing guys that you haven't seen, you know, over winter and everything. So, you know, but, you know, as soon as we get on the field, everybody's, you know, pretty locked in on, you know, whether it's PFPs or bullpens – Um, You know, it's good to see everybody in the locker room, but uh, I've I've been loving the energy of seeing uh, of guys and the focus on, you know, even simple PFPs.
1: That's relief pitcher Scott Barlow, figures to be a big key in that bullpen as they try and build some depth after some heavy usage a year ago. Stay with us, when we come back, we will visit with one of the top rookies in all of baseball a year ago. He is Tanner Bybee, a key part of the starting rotation, and we'll visit with him next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians radio network. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Goodyear, Arizona and Guardian Spring Training. As the Guardians get deeper into the spring, they begin the Exhibition Slate Cactus League play starting today, and it will wrap up in late March before the season opener in late March at Oakland as the Guardians begin with four in Oakland, then three in Seattle, and then three more in Minnesota before they open their home schedule on Monday, April the 8th and what should be quite a day in Northeast Ohio as uh, they will uh, somehow fit that game in, in and around all the activities associated with the solar eclipse. So that will be a 5-10 start if you miss that. The, the Guardians front office spending a lot of time trying to figure out the best possible start time on what should be a busy, busy day in downtown Cleveland. Tanner Bybee stopped by earlier this week and uh, talk to us about his 2024 plans after an outstanding rookie season. He ended up finishing second in the Rookie of the Year balloting after a 10-win campaign. How about these numbers? Over 25 starts. Bybee, 10-4 and with an ERA of 2.98, almost a strikeout in inning, and uh, really established himself as a bulldog on the mound. He'll be uh, going into his age 25 season this year. Second major league season, figures to be, a big key in that starting rotation and when we caught up with him earlier this week he is enjoying his first major league camp he was not in big league camp a year ago and he said it's been fun to be on the major league side so far
3: uh it's been going good it's been going good I mean definitely not being like the minor league side and kind of figuring out the little nuances here and there has been not tough but it's just been fun it's been interesting and
1: uh it's a good time because of the success you had up here a year ago i'm, I'm sure a lot of people didn't even realize that or, or maybe had forgotten uh did you get some some funny looks if you even mentioned that this is your first time over here
3: uh, i think a couple of people they knew but they didn't realize and when i told them it kind of clicked and they were like oh my gosh I'm like that's nuts but but yeah it was funny
1: coming out of last year um when you had a chance to to think back on it and, and maybe review it uh what were some of your impressions after, a, at least statistically, a, a really good year and certainly very impressive?
3: Um, I think after reflecting on it, I think – I mean, obviously, I can't knock the year, obviously. Um, but I just think being able to kind of hone in on some stuff this off offseason, um, like delivery-wise, kind of hone that in just because it wasn't as good throughout the year as I wanted it to be. And I think just looking back on it and being able to see – Say so like my delivery wasn't where I wanted it to be and I still pitched that well I mean it makes you feel good it makes you feel confident but it doesn't mean that you have to stay the same person you can improve you can get better um and I think that's what, what I'm trying to do
1: so how do you find those things in your delivery that you didn't like how do you fix them in a in an off season
3: uh I mean just kind of figuring out what Carl and Joe and all of our coordinators see and seeing their opinion because I, I can't watch myself unless it's video. Um, there's a lot of guys that are a lot smarter than me that can help me behind the scenes. So I think with their help and with me being able to execute it as well as I can, I think it's a pretty good combination.
1: When you look at, at the situation you were put in yourself, Gavin Williams and, and um, Logan Allen too, uh, not that it was sink or swim, but when you guys had to perform, in a spot where there were injury issues and you did did you look back on that and and say hey you know what that that was not easy but but you got the job done yeah i
3: think at the time i mean you don't really realize that it is it's like a sink or swim because when you get called up i feel like it usually is sink or swim but i mean at that point i think we're just trying to pitch well we're trying to help the guys out help the pen out try to go as deep as possible um so i think um when you look back on it, I mean, it could be, but I think that we all handled it really well, and I think we're all looking to build off of it.
1: Were there things in the major leagues that that you didn't expect that that came up from time to time?
3: I mean, the whole the whole major league, the whole minor leagues to major league is a completely different world. So people always say that, but you don't really know and you can't really confirm it until you live it
1: is that something you get to the end of the season and you take a deep breath and say whoa yeah, okay. that was something
3: yeah yeah definitely I mean just like the whole travel like the whole weekly thing I mean thousands of people are coming to watch you tens of thousands every day
1: um it's pretty it's a pretty insane feeling I know you had mentioned um a couple of times along the way that the foundation you had in your college program uh, even with time spent in the minor leagues here served you well um what was it about where you went to school and the program there that, that set you up for success, you think, eventually in the major leagues?
3: I mean, I think Fullerton just kind of breeds, like, uh, like a mental strength, uh, being able to, like, push through adversity. I think they really hammer that home. I mean, they, they're they not this crazy SEC school. They're just a mid-major in California. They're a commuter school that's known really well for baseball. So I think um, I think when they're they're not going to get the top recruit every time so i think they get these guys and they're able to kind of mold them mentally to be able to compete with these high profile guys because some of these guys might not have gotten through through talent but fullerton i think really gets your
1: mind in the right spot it's interesting to hear you talk that way because it almost sounds similar to to where shane bieber went to school not too far from there um do you guys talk about that at all the college experience for both of you yeah definitely i mean we went
3: to i mean chen went to a rival high school went to a rival college for me so i mean i'm sure when when the titans play the gauchos here in a month or two there'll probably be a bet placed down for us between each other so that'll be pretty fun but yeah we talk about it a good bit i mean we've kind of went through not the same path but a pretty similar path i would say
1: tanner byby joining us um off season for you Um, everybody has different throwing programs and 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 what they do to get ready for spring training you have a unique experience where some of your throwing not all of it but some of it is with your dad and um, how special is that to you at at this stage of your career that you're still able to do that
3: yeah it's really cool I mean even though uh, he stopped playing baseball a little bit ago um, he still can catch a little bit I'll never tell him that. But if he hears this, this is the compliment. (laughs) And if you're long tossing, he can get it back to you? (laughs) Oh, no, he can't do that. He can catch it, though. He can catch it pretty good. In 2020, he wasn't as good, but honestly, every year he's gotten a little bit better.
1: (laughs) You think he's working out behind your back? (laughs) That would be surprising. (laughs) Hey, uh, you come back in here and – Team-wise, the, the team fell short of, of what it wanted a year ago. Uh, it's so early in camp, but uh, what's the vibe in the clubhouse as you get back to work here and, and start spring training? I think everyone's excited. I think everyone, I mean, obviously, like we talked about
3: before, that's my first camp, but I think everyone's excited to be here. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of energy in the building with vote and Hedgie and all these kind of new-slash-familiar faces that are here or back. Um, but I just think it's just a, there's a good feel in the clubhouse right now I feel like there's a good culture brewing, and I think the longer we stay with each other, I think it's going to be that culture is just going to grow stronger. So I think um, I think at this point, I think it's going really well.
1: And when you look at the starting rotation, it uh, looks like Shane Bieber and, and Tristan McKenzie are healthy and they'll be back. Um, and then the, the three that we mentioned, yourself included, had such good years a year ago. Um, Competition-wise, when, when you look at the rotation, how much do, does each pitcher push each other? Uh, not only here but during the course of the season
3: yeah i think that's the one thing that we all do really well is like a healthy competition um i think we all know how good we are and we all know how much we want to be the best and that doesn't that doesn't mean it's a toxic thing but that means that we all have the same goal and we all want to do well and we all want each other to do well but at, at this point like we all want to be the best and i think it's a very healthy thing to be able to. Say Tristan goes seven in seven inning shot out with twelve punches, and it's like, Oh, hell yeah, Tristan, like good job. But then in my head I'm like, I want to do better than that. Which is like I think everyone has that same thing. Um, but I think it's a really good thing. Um, I think that we have a lot of potential this year, especially with those two guys at the top and then the rest of us. Um I think it's gonna be pretty awesome.
1: That's Tanner Bybee and it it just seems like the sky's the limit for that young man. The talent is there and also He's a real student of the game as well, and, and that combination can lead to some great things. We've seen it before with some really good pitchers here with the, the Cleveland franchise, including recently retired Corey Kluber and, of course, Shane Bieber, who's a part of uh, this year's team as well. And Tanner Bybee trying to follow in those uh, big footsteps, and he is certainly off to a good start in his major league career. When we come back, we'll visit with the big lefty, Sam Henches, who figures to be a big key in that bullpen. He'll join us next as we conclude Guardians Weekly after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians radio network. Progressive presents Spectator Tips from Flo, who knows nothing about sports.
0: First, talk about retired players with reverence, even if they did crush your dreams when they played. Next, whenever people get excited, just yell, It's about time! (laughs) Works in any situation. Finally, when someone mentions protecting the QB, tell them how Progressive protects you round the clock.
1: Uh, That has nothing to do with sports. Uh, uh, nacho? Anyway, bundle your home and auto to get round the clock protection with
4: Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Not available in all states.
1: Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Goodyear, Arizona and Guardian Spring Training. Great to have you with us for Baseball Talk on the radio. We're here each Saturday on the Guardians Radio Network, usually in that 5 o'clock hour, but we'll keep you posted. That may change for the live show on the radio, and uh, if it does, we'll certainly fill you in, but it still will be Saturday. It might just be a little bit earlier in the day, and, of course, you can always listen to it whenever you like in podcast form wherever you download your favorite podcasts sam henchus has established himself as one of the top lefty relievers in all of baseball he's been durable the last couple of seasons last year did have a, a later start due to some shoulder issues in spring training but ended up appearing in 56 games for cleveland once he was healthy three and two with an era of 3.61 and he was right on the brink of some really good things that we saw back in 2022 and this year uh, the prep has gone well in the off season and uh, we talked to him about off seasons now for
4: any player in baseball it seems is there really one Sam fills us in it's pretty much a year-round thing everybody's different in how they attack their off season Um, but yeah I think most guys take a couple weeks off at the beginning of the of the off season and then they slowly start building up to, to get ready for spring training.
1: And you've established yourself as a, a real solid major league relief pitcher at this point. Um, what do you work on in, in the offseason? Is it more strength and conditioning, or are you working on mechanics and, and how your
4: pitches are moving and things like that? It's definitely more of a mechanical um, thing to do in the offseason as far as strength. I feel like at this point, I don't know how, <laughs> if I can get much stronger. Um, obviously you can, but I don't know if there's as much of a point to focus on that as much as it is like health and mechanics and just consistency, um, with the pitches and, and sharpness of them and location. I think that's a big thing as well is just working on command and control of, of all the pitches.
1: So when you get to the end of last season and head into your off season, um, who helps you with that who, who helps you work on things that you feel you need to work on and and how successful can that be when you head into the next spring training
4: it's a lot of people that go into it i mean the, the pitching coaches um the medical team the strength and conditioning team and then myself and we kind of all as the season winds down we have our exit meetings and things we need to work on and then are in constant communication over the off season to s- kind of check in and see how things are going, see if you're meeting, meeting your goals and if you're feeling good, if you're healthy, and basically just how things are going. So it's constant communication during the offseason uh, to make sure everything's trending in the right direction.
1: And when you look back on last year, what, specifically what would, would you like to, to see maybe sharper or uh, different pitch mix, um, anything in particular that you were working
4: on this offseason that you can share? I think the biggest thing for me that I didn't have as much last year was throwing the sinker. Um, it was a pitch that was kind of developed towards the end of 2021 and was really heavily utilized in 22, especially to lefties, and I kind of went away from it last year because it wasn't, wasn't moving the same as, as it had been in 21, but just kind of getting that pitch back and being able to use it against lefties because it was a really, really good weapon for me.
1: How do you find that? If, if
4: it gets away a little bit, how do you get it back? I think it, it comes down to mechanics and how the body works and, and lining it up. Um, for me and the way I throw my sinker, if I have my four-seam fastball, um, I know that the two-seam fastball is going to be there as well. And last year, both the fastballs weren't profiling how they have been in previous years. I don't know if that was a health thing or a mechanical thing or a combination of both Um but just kind of figuring out and getting back to making sure that they're not blending together and that they are two different pitches. And that's usually when they're most effective is when they're, they're moving differently.
1: Guardians reliever Sam Hentges joining us. Uh, Sammy, look at that bullpen and a solid bullpen a year ago, but it seems like some more depth this year, maybe at least heading into spring training. What are you seeing out and down there in terms of,
4: of new arms that could be really helpful? We're really excited. I think, um, there's a couple of new arms. I think the biggest one to to hit on would be Scott Barlow. I think we're really excited to to have him in the mix. Um, he's pitching some some super high leverage situations in his career and has has good experience to kind of be that veteran presence a little bit out there for us. Um, we're excited. We're all we're all a year another year older, another year of experience under our belts um, as far as kind of the core of of the bullpen down there. So. We're just excited to get back to it and um kind of continue what what we have done over the past few years
1: and you mentioned that experience and for you it doesn't seem like that long ago where you were still trying to find your niche whether it was a starter or reliever trying to get healthy all that kind of stuff And, and does it seem like a long time ago that was or or not that long ago it it
4: does i mean showing up this morning to the to the yard felt kind of like a long time ago um but yeah, it um yeah, I mean you you get a lot of outings and a lot of experience in different situations over the course of a hundred and sixty two game season as a reliever. Um and you and you learn a lot and you get to see a lot. Um and there's a lot of different situations and, and situations that you've never pitched in before. Um so you kinda of have to learn on the fly, but then you can kind of over the off season look at those situations and and see how you handled yourself and that's kind of ultimately how you grow as a pitcher and that's where you can use those experiences to to better yourself
1: spring training
4: uh, this time
1: of year for a lot of players who might make their offseason home up north it's great to come down into the warm weather all that kind of stuff you're now here in in the phoenix area year-round still a big deal though when when spring training starts just from a, a player's standpoint kind of that
4: clock that gets going yeah we get excited we get excited to see everybody, to see the coaching staff, the front office of trainers and strength coaches, and especially the teammates. Um, new guys coming in, it's nice to meet them, kind of see how they are and get to check them out as well. But just mostly to see everybody and have everybody in the same spot again is always exciting to see what people have done in the offseason to to get better and what they've been working on and just kind of have those conversations and obviously this year is a little bit different with a lot of changes as far as staff members and coaches and stuff so it's nice to kind of start building those relationships as well. That is Sam Henches filling us in on some of his
1: plans for the season and he'll be a big key for manager Steven Vogt from the left side in that Cleveland bullpen. Well, that's going to do it for our show this week. Thanks so much, as always, for tuning in. Brian Matze helps to put together our show each week. We could not do it without him. Don't forget, baseball on the radio, the Cactus League opener, and we will have it for you on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians radio network with a 3.05 Eastern time first pitch as uh, Hammy starts his 35th season behind the mic for Cleveland. And that is great news, and it'll be great to see him in the booth in just a little while. So until next week, when we join you again with another edition of Guardians Weekly, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance.